Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. We only have one video today, so I hope to hear a whole lot for you from you guys in chat to talk to me or to tell me what you want to talk about or other issues. One of the reasons why, well, you know, there's a whole lot of things I'm doing, plus, you know, I'm working on that third and fourth book, or rather, fourth and fifth book. Uh, so there's a whole lot going on here, and I'm trying to get all of this stuff done by s soon. Anyhow, um, look, guys, uh, things are getting crazy out there. If you take a notice, we have Genevieve, uh, Geneva, or whatever his name is, threatening folk. Uh, we have people talking about impeachment of governors for not uh, for for actually doing their constitutional duties. Uh, what's going on in America? What's happening, folks? What's going on with our democracy? Uh, you know what's going on with our democracy? We are showing the weaknesses. Not only in our constitution, we're showing the weaknesses that we have as a country where uh, character is an issue. But we'll take care of that uh, soon thereafter. Let's talk about what the show is going to be today. Let's go ahead and talk about the show. Let me go ahead and put that on the screen. Here we go. Title of the show today. Shocking lack of empathy could destroy America. Trump's attorney violent threat and more. This couple-year-old post lacking empathy is making the right-wing rounds. We debunk it, Trump's violence, sycophants, and more. Okay, the first thing I want to show, though, is a video. Because when I watched the video on um, Chris Hayes last night, you know, there, there are times when you start to look at things, right? You go ahead and you, sometimes you want to throw your hands up in the air and say, can we really do something about this? And the easy answer for many is like, no, we can't get anything done. Here, here we go. Let's go do it. Hi, Bruce. How you doing? We can't do anything about it. And that is a wrong answer, right? The right answer is we have to do something about it. We can't just assume that 50% of them, or under 50% it is really, of America are just going to live in a fantasy land and somehow think we can continue as a country. We can't. It won't survive. The country can't survive. That's why, the, you know, people talk about, oh, people vote for the divided government because they like gridlock. People don't like gridlock. That is, that is something people, that is something the plutocracy tells you. Because gridlock means they get what they want. Because the only thing that gets passed is what gets paid to be passed by those in power. And the things that that we need here in the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia never gets done. The people that really need the most, they never get it. And no, uh, Tank 28, who like to call himself now, you ain't black, saying, I guess I ain't black. Well, I don't know. I am, but hey. Um, no, this is not about civil war. This is about avoiding civil war. This is about realizing that the only way we get into a civil war is if, if we allow the people, the few people, that small number of people that run everything, they will be happy with it. They make money, civil war or not. Civil war, they make money rebuilding all the stuff that we blow up. They make money selling arms to both sides. 
You know, that's why I always smile about things, uh, you know, when we talk about those uh, people fighting in the Middle East, right? You know, you, you, you see Israel against uh, the Arabs and, the, and, and, and the, you see all these wars, right? And you sit down and you say, oh, the Israelis don't like the Arabs or the Arabs don't like, or the Israelis don't like the, the, the Muslims. Or It's all a lie. The businessmen that are Muslims, the businessmen that are Arabs, the businessmen that are Israel, Israeli. I notice I'm saying businessmen. I'm not saying business persons. This is a man thing. This is a man evil. And there's just a few women who partake, partook of this, like uh, uh, Elizabeth Thatcher and a few others. But not even when we look at uh, the, the, uh, the woman of Germany. Um, forgot her name right now. But she's a different brand, different breed. It's never about us. It's never about the average Israel, uh, Israeli or average Jewish citizen. It's never about the a- average Arab citizen or Muslim. It's never about the Christian or the non-Christian or the atheist or whatever. We are all pawns in a game. And that's why I don't hate anybody. I don't hate any of my brothers and sisters, right wing, left wing, or whatever, because I understand the game, and my goal in life is to teach the game. To t- Angela Merkel, thank you very much, Michael Rodnin. Angela Merkel, you have to teach the game. The idea is to have us at, our, at each other's throats, even as we really need the same things, right? But if we are at each other's throats, we can't see what is being done to us. Uh, right now, check this out. Under Donald Trump, the most evil president this country has ever had. He has opened the door. And notice how that, what I've said. He's opened the door for Israel to make deals with Qatar and other, uh, and other Arab countries in the open. They were doing it behind the scenes. Don't think that Israel, the Israeli businessmen didn't have a whole lot going on with the Arab businessmen. They always did. They always did. We have always been the peons for them to get a little bit better deal from each other. And whoever get enough people killed, win. But whoever sell arms, Brazil, America, Italy... France, whoever's selling arms to all these factions, they're making a killing because they sell to everybody. They're selling arms to everybody. So the goal here, brothers and sisters, is this. We, if for those of you who hate your right-wing friends and families, or those of you who hate your left-wing friends or families, or, or those of you who are fighting among each other, those of you who hate AOC, those of you who hate that other misled person or whatever, think about it. It's the last thing we should do among each other. And it's the one thing those people on top love. Because as long as you are looking ahead at that person that really needs the same thing you do, but if you hate them, you neither one of you can see that the person who has their boot on your neck is the plutocracy. 
are those people up top. That Jeff Bezos has made and, and his cabal, six or ten people like I told you yesterday, $357 billion while the food lines are going left and right. You know, Jeff Bezos could have easily said, if you were an honest person, realizing that the reason you, you have gotten so much is that all those small businesses were crushed because the business is now coming to you, Bezos. The extra business that, you've, that you're getting right now is the business that all these other small people had. Don't you think, then, based on the way an economic model works, that maybe uh, you should encourage a windfall profit tax to be chained right back to keep those business in a frozen state until the economy recovers? But no. Nobody wants to talk about that because it's capitalism. Who cares? Hey, we got the deal. So people, uh, first of all, the first business that we have to do is first get those two uh, senators in Georgia elected, Warnoff and Ossoff. And then we have to put the pressure on Biden not to have this crap about, uh, well, we are going to have some sort of a bipartisanship. No, do something that progressives stand for, which is going to help the left and the right alike. Because nothing we do as progressives only help progressives. But the things they do on the right hurt a ton of people that consider themselves progressives, including some of their own that don't know that progressive policies is what work for them or what work for them. So it's important. I hope you're listening to what I've just said because it is important for us not to fall into that trap that because that person gets me so pissed off that I so, so, so have to hate them and not understand what is really going on. So let's go ahead and do this. This video that I'm going to show here is an important video, but it just shows you how what we have is the, the, the actual stuff done by Donald Trump and his cabal has caused lives. Check this out. We have a lot of work to do. I want you to listen to this particular cut. But here's what's important. That so many Americans, first of all, have been fooled by whether coronavirus is real or not, whether it is dangerous or not, is sad. But the same thing that is happening with the coronavirus is what's happening with our economic system, is what's happening with our healthcare system. We have people that are schooled in providing misinformation so that the masses don't request that which they really need, so that the masses don't get the things that they really need. And that is one of our major, major jobs. In other words, that is one of the things that we have to do to get across our friends, our neighbors, our families. Uh, we have to get the trust between us so that the faults and the fake trust from the math, from the, the, the plutocracy that is trying to have people vote against your own interests, that's trying to have people do the things that, that doesn't do them right, is actually mitigated. Listen to this and then let's take it on the other side. 
We're seeing multiple patients die in a single shift. But then the second part of the conversation was just as heartbreaking to those frontline workers, which was they were seeing patients who were coming into the hospital, coming in sick and did not believe that they had COVID, even when the test came back positive. I want you to hear from one of those nurses. This is uh, Heather White. And keep in mind, when she talked to us, she was coming off of a 12-hour shift. We spoke to her at 7 a.m. She started her shift at 7 p.m. on Thanksgiving night. Here's what she had to say. Listen. We have seen some that were skeptical beforehand. Um, but now, you know, an otherwise, otherwise completely healthy 30-some-year-old um, will come into the ER and be short of breath and not understand why. I think once they get to the critical point, um, then I think it becomes more real to them. Um, a lot of times if they just come in and they are just um, kind of on a few liters of oxygen at first, um, these patients decline very fast. Um, and I think it's almost like um, it's a shock to them uh, how, how sick they get and how quickly it happens. And I think at that point is really the only point when they realize that this is something very serious. And Chris, that's what's been so heartbreaking to these nurses is that is what it takes to convince people how serious this is. Another nurse told me that people will will come in, test positive and then blame the hospital for giving them the virus. And this is a nurse that that saw three patients die in a single shift. And she is hearing things like this. And it's having real tragic impact on the patients themselves because they're de often delaying care. They right. will start having symptoms, not believe it's real. And then by the time they get to the hospital, they're in really bad shape. And at that point, it it's, it's tough to help. I now, it's easy. It is very easy to look at those people that, that are incredulous that there's something happening to them and just say, these people are stupid. It is easy. That's the easy answer. The more complicated answer is how did they get that way? This isn't only about these people having hate for the other or things like that. It is a lot deeper than that. And we as progressives, I think we have to understand that. And in understanding that, that is probably how somehow, I don't know completely how, I've tried to examine some of that in the book that I've written based on experiences that I've had, but we have to get to these people. Because there is, there is a laser beam of focus on those who are gullible. And there's a large percentage of Americans that are gullible. Even some of us on the left, ourselves, are gullible. But it so happened that some on the left have, uh, have fallen for the appropriate message. And they are gullible to the right message. You know, a clock is, is right twice a day, whether it's not working or not, right? So, I mean, we have to try to develop that empathy to work with these people somehow that you are sick that you are dying and you somehow still think oh it's not covid or the president is right for his uh it's virus spreading events that you are looking at your personal economy and you still feel that there should be tax breaks for the wealthy because somehow that's going to benefit you. That you are getting sick and you can't go to the doctor because the insurance companies are ripping us off. And you still want to protect the insurance companies and the shareholders of the insurance companies. That thing that have us continuously supporting those who are the ones hurting us. It is not the fact that so many fall for it. Uh, just under 40% or so fall for that. 
or 42% or whatever that number is. It means we have a lot of work to do, yes, but we also have to understand the psychology and work within the realms of those rails that are keeping those people in mind. We spend a lot of time... Absolutely so, folks. Absolutely so. I hope, I hope you got that. I hope, and I hope you see how I try to turn those people's gullibility that they, even as they're sick, they're coughing, they're dying, they're still, they're still thinking, oh, what, but Trump told me, or the other sycophants from Trump told me that this stuff is just the flu, so I'll get over it. Oh, but they told me, you know, uh, it's easy to just discount these people, right? But we can't. The thing about being a human being, right, is understanding also that as human beings, we are fallible. When you, re- when you can, co- you know, when you can put in, when you can, when you can really get, I'm going to tell you something. It's easy to love your family. It's easy to love those people who kind of love you back. The hardest thing to love is that person that is slapping you around as you tell them, hey, man, I really love you, dude. And they still slap you around again, right? And it's like, hey, man, I'm telling you, dude, I love humanity, man. I really don't want you to be going through that. And they slap you again, right? And then you look and you say, finally, you know what? It's easy then to say, to hell with you. But the thing that we have to do, and it's not only for that other person, right? It's actually also for self-preservation. So for those who cannot be sufficiently empathetic to, I don't want to say turn the other cheek, but to keep trying again and keep saying, hey, I love you and that's why I got to get that stuff done. For those who can't do that, think about it as self-preservation. We are not going to get we are not going to get ahead with half of us being hoodwinked. We just can't move forward. Earlier on, before the election, that's one of the reasons I was talking about a big landslide wanting. Because what I was, let me tell you what I was hoping for. I was hoping for that we had such a big win, which we would have if, uh, if look, I'm sorry. Trump did a great thing with his grassroots movement. Uh, and I mean, think about if we had not had coronavirus and we were able to, if we were, if we had the same character of Donald Trump that says, send your people out to canvas anyhow, and you go into every nook and cranny in rural America. Think about if there was no COVID and we did the same thing, which we were going to do. I had, uh, not I, but activists in Houston here were telling me you know, uh, what's the best way for us to go into rural America? I remember in January, there was one very active uh, woman out here from Black Lives Matter. And she, 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 she called me up one time and she just said, what do you think is the best way for us to actually go into rural America so that they actually know that we care, so that they actually know what's going on? And, you know, people were talking about that. But when the coronavirus hit, it was like, the people who knew how dangerous it was, they stayed home and they tried to do everything by Zoom and otherwise. But you know what? A lot of people in the rural areas don't have a whole lot of Zoom and otherwise, nor are they predisposed to do that because it's a different culture. And what this woman wanted to do was to cross culture, right? That is what she wanted to do. And 
Well, the coronavirus upset a lot of things. So even with this, the fact that we were so successful to bring the most amount of voters ever to vote for a Democrat to vote for a Democrat, a Democrat who is claiming to be progressive, but who we'll have to drag to be progressive. And for Donald Trump to get 74 million people, that was a damn good job. We got to clap our hands and give kudos to Donald Trump's team. Those guys were excellent in selling a fallacy. They were excellent in selling people a policy that kills many of them. But they got it done. And we have to ask ourselves, why and how can we reach those people? Are they unreachable now because their frame of reference is completely changed? That's how a lot of people think. You know, if you guys saw the right-wing guy that I brought on, I brought on, and I'm going to go to the story that I want to tell after I get to the to the half hour break. But do you remember Tyler Tyler uh, Tyler um, Blunt that I brought on, the right wing guy that many of you saw. He had a program, a a, a super chat, not a super chat. He had a, uh, and by the way, I, I just said super. I guess my mind was on that. Guys, if you're on 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 Facebook or if you're on YouTube, please go ahead and click that join button and become a part of our posse. Click that button and become a part of our posse. It's cheap, it's given Tuesday, it makes sense, and you'll support us being able to do what we're doing. So please go ahead and join. If you join right now, I'll see your name and I'll give you a shout out. Or you can hit the dollar sign and give us a super chat and I'll call you out as well. Or if you want to give a long message, put a super chat there and I'll read whatever long message you want me to read. But anyhow, here's the deal. I went on Tyler Blunt's, not his show, he had a, a big uh, Zoom. And it probably was about 50, 60, 70 people on Zoom. All of them were right-wingers. And the thing about it is they were all in the age vicinity of Tyler Blunt, which was in the 30-year-old uh, field, right? And they were talking about how weak progressives are crazy, that we want to give away everything and that this stimulus is not anything good because we're just giving people money not to work and a minimum wage, they want no minimum wage. And by the way, Tyler Blunt is black and one of the biggest speakers on that things on that issue was black as well. And the reason I'm using race here is because if we look at how the economy runs, we understand that there is a such bluntman, yes, Tyler Bluntman. There is a socioeconomic basis of for income in this country. I'm not discussing reasons right now. That's beyond the scope of today's program. But these guys were pushing a message. First of all, I had accused them of being, uh, you know, by using the same racist trope that that conservatives use to c- categorize people. Because if you get on the freeway any day of this week. And you look at all Americans going to work. They look like America. Most people are hard workers. Hey, Bridge MCP, thank you so kindly for our for that super chat. This is my long message. Happy Given Tuesday. Thank you so kindly for that super chat, Bridge MCP. Appreciate that very much. But as I'm saying here, if you take a look at if you take a look at uh, the streets. I want everybody here watching because there are a lot of stereotypes that get created. Black people are lazy. Latinos are lazy. And all these brown people are lazy and somehow everybody else are supporting. It's not the truth, right? But it's one of the things that keep us divided. You go on the street any day 
and you go to the DMV, you go to any place of employment, and you see people working for menial wages, and many of those looking for working for menial wages have a slight tint closer to mine. Okay? So that's what happens. Most people want to work. Most people work hard. But they don't want you to know that. And here I got these two guys on this whole right-wing stuff, and I'm trying to get in now. And these two guys are kind of holding, you know, my mic is blocked. And I'm waving like hell. I want to get into the conversation. I want to get into the conversation. And finally, Tyler uh, said, I got to let Egberto in because he had me on his show, all that good stuff. So I get into the conversation. And I started to give them an economics 101 course as to why, uh, you know, why the thing didn't work or whatever. And the other black guy that was on that show, I wanted to bring him here to us. So that we could have a conversation just like I had with Tyler. And the idea, again, was not to ridicule his misinformation, but it was so that other right-wingers that are members of our posse can listen to the conversation, the things that they always say, and how we could, in, in very kind fashion, rebuke it. The other guy said, no, he didn't want to come on to the show because uh, he got interrupted. You guys know the kind of... Sh- interviews I give. You guys see me give interviews constantly, and you know that I give people a chance to talk, including Tyler, who got a chance to talk on the show. But what happens is the right wing has a group of spokespeople that are out there that are very loud. They talk a lot, and they want to be the only ones talking, and they are very misinformed, and they misinform you. But if you can have discourses with these guys where they have to defend their point of view in a civil manner, even a lot of the right-wingers who believe all the things that they say get a chance to have a seed planted. And the thing about it is this. By having the right-winger with us talking, they are listening to both sides. If it's me alone talking, this liberal, pinko, democratic socialist talking, they are a bit more hesitant to listen. And that is one of the reasons that I love to always have other people in the conversation. And by the way, folks that are listening, if you are listening to me, whether you're on the left or the right, and you want to have a conversation, a long one, we can, you, look, you can, let's interview you on this show too. So if you're interested in that, send me a line and say, Berto, let's have a 15-minute interview for Politics Done Right. And I want to do that because, like I said, this is y'all's show, and this show is not meant for just the experts. Or a lot of you are here are experts. I consider Bridge and, and Rodney and all you folks experts because you, so much of this stuff that you know. But, but that, is, that is the thing. But let me tell you, when they gave me a chance to speak, uh, one of the times that I was talking, Tyler cut my mic. And then uh, when he turned it back on for me to answer the other guy, I, I, I scolded him and I said, when you came on to my show, you were on for 39 minutes uninterrupted. 39 minutes uninterrupted. Um, so therefore... Uh, I, I, I think it was unkind for you to do, and he never cut it after that. He allowed me to talk. But I tell you what started to happen. The conversation was just between myself, Tyler Blunt, and the other guy. There was one other young woman there that uh, she, she took exception to me, young, young white lady, took exception to me to, to say that all of us that were, that were in that uh, particular Zoom meeting were all slaves. Myself included. That's what, I, that's what I told them. And I wanted to, it to have a shock value 
so that I, in, in other words, so that they could understand what I was saying. And then she took exception. What does that have to do anything with being here? And then I explained to her how the system works and how capitalism was nothing but antiseptic slavery. And here is the issue that I found interesting. While there were only four of us who spoke on the issue, looking at the face, the facial, the, the people's facials, right? Looking at how they were looking and listening as we spoke, it was clear that seeds were being planted. It was clear that, uh, that what I was saying was sinking into many. But here's the funny thing about it. While this guy was going to be on my show again, I sent him an email and said, hey, uh, let's do this again, and I want you to get the other guy that was talking about we should have no minimum wage and, and all the money that he's invested, why should he, when, if, if, if he goes under, that other person can go get a job, uh, but he's the one who's taking the risk. When I reminded them that when people bill things for you, they are taking a risk with their own health, with their own body. When I reminded them that when somebody is working for you, it also means that you could not have done it alone and therefore are not entitled to all the spoils, people started to look and say like, wait a minute, that is true. How comes just because you put the money, you couldn't make this without me. You could, Bessos could not make those billions without all those people that are really doing the work. It's the, that billion should have been split with all the people. That's why guys like Richard uh, Wolf and all these other uh, democratic socialist economists so believe in cooperatives. Because we are all in it together. The pers- why does a person who put the, ca- the person who puts the capital in a business is only one stakeholder? The worker is another stakeholder. They can't live without each other. So why should one be pre- pre- preeminent or have, be prepotent? Why? And those are the things we have to understand. And what the problem is, is so many of us don't understand economics. So many of us don't understand what capitalism really stands for and how it differs from free enterprise. That that is the reason why we tolerate that when we have recessions and when we have depressions, that a few people profit from that. Where we have the coronavirus pandemic, a few people profit from that. When we un- let people understand their stake in that, that is how we can make the change. Okay, before I go, I, I'm going to go into the blog post that we're going to discuss today. And then, but let me go ahead and do my, my, my little here ask. Folks, if you're watching the screen right now, that book on the screen, as I, it's worth it. How to talk to your right wing uh, relatives, friends, and neighbors. I will ask you so kindly to go ahead and get my book. Uh, you can get that book at that link. Whoops, did I put that link in there? I don't think I put the link. Let me go and capture the link. You can get it at Amazon at the link that I'm putting in the screen right now. Uh, alternatively, if you don't want to get it at Amazon, you can buy it directly from us. If you buy it from us, and by the way, you can buy a lot of our other books, both on Amazon or, or here, my books, that is. Um, you can actually get it at our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store. If you go to politicsdoneright.com slash store, we take out the middleman and you, you bring all the profit to Politics Done Right so that we can actually do all this stuff that we're doing. Now, um, if you are on YouTube, I ask you so kindly, please become a part of the posse. Click join. Join. It's inexpensive. It's Giving Tuesday. And you can say, hey, I'm going to finally join Egberto and Politics Done Right 
so that we can support getting this kind of message out where it belongs. And since I'm, I'm talking a little bit more here, I'm going to tell you what I do. And l- let me put the YouTube. If you're not on uh, YouTube right now, you can still become a part of the YouTube Posse by going ahead and clicking politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Let me tell you what I do. I write a whole lot of blogs every day. I do this show every day, this video every day, and several other videos. I cut them up and put them all over the place in the, in the uh, progress, not only in the, in, in the internet ethos. And the purpose for that is it's wide. Right now, in our entire, you, you know, we talk about how people around the country becomes delusional, right? There's this place called Prager University. Prager University puts out a lot of videos, a lot of videos that seem correct, it seemed to explain capitalism correctly. It seems to exp- express communism and socialism and all of that. It gives a logical... It, it makes you believe that they are so formal and t- teaching you stuff. Prager University. Well-funded by the right wing. And other institutions. They put out a lot of video. They put out a lot of blogs. So that if you look up democratic socialism... What comes out a lot of times is a lot of those people that have the most presence. That's what happens in search engines, right? So those of us progressive independent media, what are we trying to do? We try to write like hell good, truthful information to truly inform people. So if you look at, I, ha- I put out probably three to four blogs a day and one, pre- one more steady blog uh, several times a week. In other words, we put out a lot of quickies and then we put out some substantial ones a couple of times a week or so. And the reason is to flood the internet with our message. Because if that person then looks up uh, democratic socialism, they will find Prager University, but they will also find Politics Done Right. They'll also find Common Cause. They'll also find all these other, you know, or, or all these other influence. And then people are smart, right? Don't ever think people are not intelligent. They are. But you have to feed them. And the idea then is that we feed them that information and let them see. It's like this, this, this thing about, how, you know, how many people think about the employee uh, the employee-employer relationship as no different than slavery in some, uh, some sort of antiseptic manner. People don't normally think that. They don't normally think how important they really are in a system. The system couldn't work without them. So why should they always be the beggars? Why don't we have the companies begging for us? Because there ain't no company without us. Right? So we have to start empowering people. So the work that I do other than this show once five times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, is to also write blogs of information to put it out there so that people do a scan and they will find on democratic socialism, they'll find a, a story about me. When they talk about price and power, they will find a story of mine. When they talk about uh, uh, antiseptic slavery, they will find a, por- a story that I've written. And by constantly putting fresh stories out there, what happens is we prevent the complete decay for the people who c- can afford to put all that messaging out. So for the pennies on the dollar that I ask folks to provide to support what we're doing here, that is, what, that is what you are supporting. You are supporting making sure that 
our message goes out there as well. Because the funders are from the plutocracy, they have millions. So they can, they, they don't, they can pay people three-digit salaries to do this kind of stuff. All we do is we take whatever folks give us and say, we are going to do that. And Egberto's not the only one. You can look at uh, TYT started out doing that till they got their half a million dollar deal to build a bigger studio. But I'll never need a studio like TYT because as an engineer, I know how to do all of this stuff. I can connect all these stuff. I don't need all the engineers to do all the, the things, right? But here's the thing. We have to do this and there are a lot of people doing it. And we, we, we have to get our message out as well. So please, click that join button if you can to become a part of our YouTube posse. Likewise, if you're not on YouTube right now, go ahead and click politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, which I've just placed here, or just offer us some regular support via our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That is at politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. That's politicsdoneright.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And of course, everybody takes PayPal. So here's my PayPal, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can uh, do that as well to, to, to support us via PayPal. So folks, um, so that is what I do to get things, to go ahead and, and make sure that I do my part in this very, very difficult type of economy, in this very, very difficult thing that we do here. So uh, let's, let's continue here with uh, the story that I want to talk to you about. Uh, let's get to that story. Vamos a ver, está aquí. Um, a friend of mine, good friend of mine, love the guy. Uh, we go back and forth. He is uh, a conservative, but he so far believes that Americans, or rather that, that liberals are crazy. He honestly believes liberals are crazy. He believes that liberals are burning things down. He believes all these things. Do I hate him for believing that? No. If you take a look at Fox News, if you take a look at Trump's new AON uh, station, if you take a look at, uh, at the other one that, uh, what, is in, what is that station? Um, uh, there's this other one called uh, Para Ver, Para Ver. They, actually, they're becoming pretty big these days. I'm going to try to go up there and see what it is because I know, I know some of their, their links somehow appear on my site as well. Uh, but anyhow, there's a Newsmax, Newsmax. If you take a look at Newsmax and all these others, these guys have a, a, they have an effective misinformation machine, and and to the people on the le right who would say, why is that misinformation? And what CNN is saying is not misinformation. Everything that you have from CNN, yes, it's Newsmax, is corroborated, and we is repeatable. You know, in science, something is scientifically proven if if it's observable, and if it's repeatable. And the things that we say on CNN and even on MSNBC, while it always has a uh, some of uh, while on C MSNBC it, it has a, a a substantially progressive bias, it is observable and it's reproducible. What is not observable is for somebody to tell me that there are riots and 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 uh, riots and liberals are burning down the cities, and you go to every city that is supposed to be being burnt down. And the cities are still there, and there are no fires, and businesses are still there, and they're being shown old tapes. Anyhow, this friend of mine sent me this thing. He said, 
Uh, so I said a friend sent me a, the following post, and he, I want to read the, the, the post for you. I'm going to do it really quickly so I can start getting to some answers. If you are fearful that the new generation of voters don't get it, read the article written by Alice Al Algren. I think her analysis of why they think uh, the way they do is exactly correct. And here's what it says. I am sitting in a small coffee shop near uh, Nokomis trying to think of what to write about. This is what she's saying. I scrolled uh, through my news feed on my phone looking at the latest headlines of Democratic candidates calling for policies to fix the so-called injustices of capitalism. I put my phone down and continue to look around. I see people talking freely, working on their MacBooks, ordering food. They get an instant seeing cars go by outside and it's dawned on me. We live in the most privileged time in the most prosperous nation and we've become completely blind to it. Vehicles, food, technology, freedom to associate with whom we choose. These things are so ingrained in our American way of life. We don't give it a second thought. We are so well off here in the United States that our poverty that begins is 31 times above the global average. 31 times. Virtually no one in the United States is considered poor by global standards. Yet, in times where we can order a product off Amazon with one click and have it to our doorstep, the next day, we are unappreciative, unsatisfied, and ungrateful. Our, our unappreciation is evident as the popularity of socialist policies among my generation continues to grow. Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez recently said to Newsweek talking about the millennial generation, an entire generation which is now becoming one of the largest elect, uh, electorates in the America, came of age and never saw American prosperity. Never saw American prosperity? Let that sink in. When I, But let me stop first there. I want to stop there because here's the thing. No, the, the millennials have never saw, seen prosperity. No, they have not. They are in debt. They didn't get the, the GI Bill. All the good socialist programs that Americans, the baby boomer got, boomers got, they didn't. But here is what I find most unempathetic with this young woman. She says, I am sitting at the coffee shop watching cars outside parking and also watching people on their MacBooks and if they want to order something from Amazon, they do. She's right. But look at that insular area she's looking at. Had she been to Appalachia? And the reason I'm starting at Appalachia is I don't even want to bring in the thing about uh, people of color yet. Let's just go to Appalachia. Has she been to Appalachia? Has she seen the misery my daughter, who is a med student, and right now is doing, uh, right now she's having those issues with the stroke, as I always told you. But she drove around Appalachia because she was, she was working for a healthcare firm that was trying to get doctors to do better. She was shocked. She had never seen the poverty that she saw in Appalachia, in Ohio, in uh, Virgi West Virginia. She did the whole circle. My daughter called me in shock. She had never seen poverty like that. And she has been into the ghettos in Houston. And she had never seen that. Now, do you think what this woman is talking about, the millions of people that live in, 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 those, in Appalachia, in Ohio, in Alabama, in, in, uh, in all these areas, do you think that is their reality, what she's talking about? It is not. And now, remember who we're talking about. Now, we're not talking about the people of color yet. That's not their reality. 
Do you think the people now in the barrios, do you think that is their reality? No, they're not sitting down drinking a cup of coffee at a coffee shop. That's not their reality. But that is her reality and it is fine. It is fine to be appreciative of that. What is not fine is not to understand the unempathy of you thinking that your lifestyle is what everybody else lives. Go to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez district and see how those people live. See how many of them have internet. See how many of them are living on a wage they can survive on other than in some sort of a rent control building that they're still way behind on. And let's talk about the new generation. The new generation, so many of them are having to live back home. That didn't happen by accident. That happened as the baby boomers reduced taxes and made sure that the kids who went to college didn't get the beneficial treatment they got, so they had to borrow money. So now they're paying at both ends. They have to pay the interest for the loans at the same time that they had to pay to go to school themselves to support corporations who paid less taxes. So these corporations are taking money at both ends. We pay to educate ourselves so the corporations could use our education and then the corporations then charge us the interest for the education we got. But this isn't expressed in that way for people to understand, right? People don't get it that way. They just get, I want to get ahead so I get me a student loan and I go to school and I am doing fine. I'm at my coffee shop drinking my cappuccino. But for those who don't have the wherewithal, right? For those who continue to work for the corporate structure, who they pay to, they pay to be educated so the corporate structure could use them. Folks, we have to understand this. So that is what this young woman did not understand. This young woman is not a bad person, but that is what she was taught. When she watched Fox News, that's what she was taught. She was taught how to be hateful and selfish. She was taught not to look through the eyes of others. When I speak, and again, I did very well in America. I came from Panama. I did very well. I've downgraded myself by orders of magnitude because my morality did not allow me to keep doing what I was doing. It's so important. I have a daughter. And when I see what we have been doing to them, when I see what the plutocracy, what, when I see what, what we have allowed the plutocracy to allow the baby boomers by cutting taxes, by being so selfish to do to our millennials and the other generations, that is what, that is what drives me. Because it's not, it is not sustainable. And it's not only that it's not sustainable, but it actually causes pain. It actually causes pain. So, continuing, never saw American prosperity. Let that sink in. When I first read that statement, I thought to myself, that was quite literally the most enlightened and factually literate thing I've ever heard my 26th year on the earth. Now, I'm not attributing Ms. Ocasio-Cortez's words to outright dishonesty. I do think she wholeheartedly believes the words she said to be true. Many young people agree with her, which is entirely misguided. My generation is being indoctrinated by a mainstream narrative to actually believe we have never been prosperly, prosper, we, we have never seen prosperity. I know this firsthand. I went to college. Let's just say I didn't have the popular opinion, but I digress. You think? You think? 
you think? Let me lay down some universal truths really quick. This is from her continuing. The United States of America has lifted more people out of abject poverty. Yeah. And we also have to remember the United States of America was one of the biggest recipients of free labor. Spread more freedom and democracy and has created more innovation in technology and medicine than any other nation in human history. Oh, that's true. But guess how that happened? That happened because America is able to import the best of the best from all over the world. Let's look at where all the inventions came from. Look at the people who have created and invented and see where they came from. Hell, even the cotton gin, the real person who invented it, never got credit for it. The list goes on. However, those universal truths don't matter. We are all told income inequality is an existential crisis. Even though this is not an indicator of prosperity, some of the poorest countries in the world have low income inequality. We are told that we are oppressed by capitalism, even though it's brought about more freedom and wealth to most people than true, prosper than true prosperity through socialism and centralization have ever had. Lie. Lie. Capitalism has nothing to do with, uh, with democracy. China is the largest capitalist country in the world. China is the largest capitalist country in the world. Don't ever let somebody lie to you that way. Capitalism and democracy has nothing to do with each other. Nothing to do with each other. Why then, with all the overwhelming evidence around us that I can even see sitting at a coffee shop, do we not view this as prosperity? We have people who are dying to get into our country. People around the world. Okay, let's talk about people dying to get into this country. What, again, the naivete of so many people drives me crazy, but I understand it's because of our lacking in our educational system here. America goes around the world and pilfers the world. They go to Jamaica, they get the bauxite, they go to all the Central American countries and they get all the produce on the cheap. They go to oil exporting countries and they bring, they, they bring the raw material and sell it back with added value. So it's a negative flow. If you have a negative flow into an economy where the people you support are dictators anyway, that means you have a lot of people that are hurting. And when people hurt, they migrate to find somewhere where they can do better. And that is America. Okay? That is America. So please, people, don't just say things off the cuff. You have to look at things a bit deeper. You have to be more introspective, and you have to understand how the world really works. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the rest of the thing because it's all the same uh, kind of crap that the, the young lady talks about. Now, let me try to answer some of the questions here um, before I go. Okay, let's... Let, let me kind of go up here. Uh, actually, I'm going to start from the bottom. Let's see. Why are we still paying for gasoline anyways? I don't know what that means. Uh, Michael Lidney Molnari says, Who the hell says they, they want everyone to have the right to own nuclear weapons for shock value? <laughs> oh, you must have, you must have, uh, you must have saw the, the, that thing that I did with Tyler. <laughs> That was fun. That was funny. That was funny. Okay, Mike sees that capitalism has everything to do with freedom. Capitalism has nothing to do with freedom. If you believe that, you've drank the Kool-Aid. Pam M says, I usually do uh, in the comment section and social media outlets because people need to know the truth. Thank you so brainwashing of my dad is extremely eye-opening. Hey, Pam, thank you very much for always making sure to tell people the truth. I hope that truth is the truth. Yeah, if it's Pam, I know it's going to be the truth. Okay, let's continue. Daniel Ledo said, look at me. I'm Egberto. I'm really good person. No, 
There are a ton of good people out there. In fact, right here on the on the all, right here watching uh, Politics on Right and participating in Politics on Right are great people who are supporting, helping us get the message out. We are all good people. Those of us who try to help others are all good people. So if you're trying to create some sort of a friction, dear brother, not gonna work. You know. It's not going to work, but I love you anyway, Mr. Daniel Lado. You always want to put the negative in there, but it's not going to work because I, there's nothing you're going to do that's going to get me to not understand that you are just another indoctrinated person who needs, and, and especially you, who needs to be able to do that to first convince yourself. But brother, it's not going to work. I will continue to try to work with you, sir. Okay, uh, let's see. Bridge, lack empathy and from a woman. Ugh. <laughs> Bridge. Yes, I know that that is what was so hard on me, right? But then again, um, I I, I want to talk to my, my my white my white women here because I am still very concerned that there's not enough intercommunication that Donald Trump could still get such a plurality of white women voting for him, even as he has no respect whatsoever. No respect whatsoever for them. So that is one of, I would like, you know, uh, to the white women that are listening to the show, who have white women friends, I am going to ask you to, to continue to work with your sisters, our sisters, and try to, you know, uh, and try to see what it is that allows, uh, but, uh, Daniel, you're always mocking me. Of course you are. We know that. Um, now try to, try to, try to, um, see if you can work and show them how you became or how you are so aware to understand that that is not what needs to be done. <laughs> Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis, my two sisters are cult people. Oh yeah. You know, bring them onto the show sometimes and, and tell them to call in and, and we're, you know what, we're, let's do a, let's do a, um, let's do a Zoom sometime soon. For all the, the, the all the people in my YouTube posse, I'm going to do a Zoom. So join the YouTube posse, folks. Click join. Join the YouTube posse. We're going to do a big time Zoom and get all this stuff going for sure. All right, let's see what other message I have here. Deborah John, Egberto, did you watch the news briefing with Mitch Moscow and team accusing Democratic Congress for not releasing the second stimulus and stated that he, Trump, tried to pass the stimulus? Yeah, I, I saw the news conference. Nobody believes Mitch, Mr. Mr. Mitch, PDR Posse. Yes, Bridge. Nobody believes Mitch anymore. Nobody does. Nobody believes him. But it, it's just that we're still tribal. I'm trying to break the tribe. That's what I want to do, break the tribe. Okay, let's see what else we have here that I can read. Uh, Michael Rennes said, Millennials are the first generation who were less off than their parents. Exactly. And it's not their fault. Bridge says, Politics Unright with Egberto Willis. Lack of empathy. She is clueless. Look at her bright teeth, earrings, clothes, and background. Just the setup of this woman. First few sentences show how naive she is. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely right. Deborah Johnson, Berta, did you? No, I guess I got that one already. Let's kind of creep up there. Bree says, I just read lack of empathy. My comment was, got you. All right. Okay, let's see. Prager University is low factual accuracy. Overall, we rate Prager U questionable based on extreme right-wing bias, promotion of propaganda, the use of poor sources who have failed fact checks, and the publication of misleading information regarding immigration and climate change. 
Exactly. Uh, Prager University is horrendous, but they have a lot of funding. And because they have a lot of funding, they seem they can they can they can kind of cater to things that are not really true. Uh, Breach says, I agree family farming is going under, but it's because big farming has taken over and many times are paid and are not paid. You're absolutely right, Breach. Okay, let me see if I have any. Uh, uh, Rural America gets one news channel and tend to rely on their own. Farming, self-business, etc. They don't want government involved, and I understand to a point, but when it comes to a pandemic, yeah, look, we can have... There, we can, there, there is a meeting place for rural America, and that is where I think Democrats really have failed. Because we go for the biggest bang for the buck, and that is a city. So you're right. Uh, okay, I think that's about all that I can take right now. Let me see that a couple more came in. Uh, that is about all, all that I can take. But look, folks, let me tell you. We can do better. We can definitely do better, all of us. We can also try to be more empathetic to those and, and, and think about how those people got to where they were. And that's what I intend to do. I will continue to do that. Because we can't be a 50 plus 1 nation. We can't be a 48, 52 nation. We need big policies. We need a change in our economic system. And we're going to get a change in our economic system one way or the other. Uh, we can either get it the progressive way, which makes it good for everybody, or we can get it the fascist way which means we are going to put down a whole lot of people, leave them in, lead them into oblivion as indentured, uh, indentured slaves, and then, or indentured servants, if you don't want to use the slave words, and have then a few living that great life in their gated communities, well-guarded. We, we create a police state where the, the, the select few are guarded by the police against the others who are really kept in bondage. There are going to be two kinds of economies. We have to decide. And progressives have the answer for that. We just have to bring the rest of America along. Folks, please don't forget to get my book. Uh, you can get my book uh, at, my, uh, at uh, Amazon. And here is the link one more time. Uh, if, you don't, if, you don't, if you want to cut out the middleman, please get it at my store along with all the other things that we have. And by the way, on YouTube, we have a lot of our nice t-shirts, including my – you see the hoodie that I have here with uh, Politics on Right? I support independent media. It's pretty cool. Please consider getting that. Uh, support us at Patreon. Uh, uh, let me put that link in there one more time. Uh, you can support us at Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. And I say these words out because we're on podcasts as well. And you can always provide us with a uh, support at PayPal, which is politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Please do remember what day is today. Today is Giving Tuesday. Thank you so kindly, Bridge MCP, for your Giving Tuesday gift. Others, uh, please help us out as well. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.